Welcome to the Enrollment Insights Podcast. In this podcast, our goal is to focus less on the promise of best practices and instead look for the processes and the questions that spark internal reflection and lead to novel solutions tailored to your institution. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Brown, the Senior Enrollment Insights Leader for K-12 at Niche, and our guest today is Janelle Gates. Janelle is a partnership manager at TeamTailor, a leading applicant tracking system that specializes in streamlining recruitment processes and enhancing employer branding and candidate experience. With a strong commitment to supporting educational institutions and attracting and recruiting the best talent, Janelle brings a wealth of expertise to her role. And when she's not empowering schools with top-notch hiring solutions, you can find her immersing herself in nature, exploring local state parks, and indulging in paddleboarding adventures. Janelle, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for our talk. Of course, of course. So in case you couldn't tell by Janelle's bio, we are talking about employer branding and teacher recruitment for public school districts. And I am really excited to dig into this topic. It's very timely. But first, we have our two standard questions to get through. So we're going to start with what is something that you tried that didn't work and what did you learn? Yeah, you know, when thinking about this question, I was thinking about the fact that it's summer. So I was reflecting on some trips that I had taken previously. And one trip in particular came right after a very stressful time at work. So I was thinking, you know, I'm going camping. I booked the campsite. Don't need to worry about anything else. We'll figure out trails when we get there. I actually went to Big Bend, which is a national park um, out in Texas. And if anyone has ever attended, you know, when you get there, there is no internet connection and the the camper sites or like office buildings are far and few in between. So you really don't have access to a map either. <laughs> um, so it was quite an adventure and met with some stressful situations. I think I left that trip more stressed than when I went to it. Oh, so, no. I know. It was beautiful. I did love it, but I definitely could have done like a little bit of prep before and it would have made it way more relaxing. So thinking about, you know, work-life balance and, and all that jazz, I think being as or intentional when I'm planning like my trip so that way I can really rest during my time off so I can come back energized and ready to work instead of needing a vacation from my vacation. <laughs> it's definitely something I, I learned from that. So just a little prep can go a long way for self-care. It's a very timely takeaway for the summer months. We're recording this in June. So we are just in time for all the summer breaks that our listeners are hopefully planning for the summer. Our next question is, what practices do you use to brainstorm and bring new ideas into your work? I love this question because we're big fans of brainstorming and taking advantage of another, you know, one another's knowledge internally when we're trying to come up with new ideas. So I, we, we love to hear what people have to say about this one. Yeah, no, I'm big into brainstorming as well, but I feel like I need to do a lot of preparation before I'm ready to brainstorm with other people. So one of the ways that I do that, we actually have at Team Taylor an internal like recorder of all of our employee calls. So I actually get to listen to my fellow coworkers calls with different like school districts. And I get to listen to like the headaches and the pains and like how either our product might work or a different challenge that they're facing that's not exactly related to recruiting. And I'm a puzzle solver. So 
I get to like listen to the headaches, really meditate on the issues. And then we do have a team meeting every Monday. So I get to bring prepared thoughts into a brainstorm session on how to address different issues because I am a one on the Enneagram. I'm also an introvert. So I need time to prep and think about things. I'm not going to have a thought in the middle of a brainstorming session, like impromptu. Like I need time to really meditate on things. I am an Enneagram one as well, and I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. And it's it's funny because Will, my counterpart on the higher ed side, he has this brain that's constantly working, and he's always got these really great, really thoughtful questions that he comes up with in, in real time. And I'm the one who needs to sit and absorb and three to five days later, I might come back to you with my questions and, and my thoughts about something. But it's it's really interesting to see how different personality types impact the way that people approach their work, especially when you work so closely with someone who is so similar to you in some ways, but the opposite in others. And I love the idea of using that listening to your customer pain points. For our schools, it would be parent, student, guardian pain points. And there are certainly some practices that you probably have in place for gathering some of that data, your parent surveys, listening sessions. I spoke to a superintendent, a former superintendent in my last episode that talked about just having parents from across his district come into his office so that he could ask them questions and hear about the things that they were excited about, things that they were wondering about, challenges that they were having. So it's really important for schools to take the time to do exactly that. You know, that's not just a corporate activity. That's something that schools can do as well and use that to inform your work. So I love that idea. It's a good one. So now we're going to get into the meat of our discussion, and I want to start with where you see the biggest opportunities for public school districts or even schools in general, because I think that across the board, there are some lessons here for schools across different types. The teacher shortage is very real across school categories. It's not something that's just a district issue. There's not a huge pipeline for new teachers right now. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on some of the biggest opportunities that schools have to improve their approach to recruiting teachers and support staff. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think following the pandemic, there just a huge drop in the amount of available like teachers and staff. So I definitely see that there's a lot of room for improvement. But the two that I would highlight would definitely be technology and employer branding as it relates to recruiting. So if we're being honest, schools are definitely suffering from antiquated technologies that really make it difficult for new talent not only to like learn more about working at the school, but just define the school in general, mm -hmm. like on the platforms that they're applying to. It's not necessarily true that that school position is going to appear on that platform. And then along with that, once the talent is able to get to the career site for the school, really making sure you have tailored your employer branding so that you're making it clear, defining your value propositions and what you bring to the table as an employer, just as any other business would. So I think those are the two things that I would find most important. So pulling on that thread, and this is something that I think people in the business world do a little bit better. Some are very, very strong with it. Others 
not quite so much, but but this is a huge area of opportunity for schools. So we've noticed that a lot of schools and districts are starting to become more thoughtful and intentional about branding. Again, not everyone's doing it, but we're seeing more and more there's this recognition that this is something that's really important from a family recruitment standpoint, but it's also important from an employee recruitment standpoint. So can you talk a little bit more about why employer branding is so important? I think employer branding goes hand in hand with school branding. Like you're really, in the end, the target audience is the same. You're trying to capture those families that are going to be attending the school. And those families want to attend the school that they feel like they have the best teachers at those school and that the teachers are actually enjoying what they're doing and that they're capable of handling their children's educational development. So by developing a stronger employer brand, schools and districts can really establish themselves as a desirable employer. So like I said, they can attract higher skilled teachers and support staff can help create a positive reputation and foster a sense of pride and loyalty among existing employees. And we're really seeing now, and I think we'll continue to see the need for schools to invest in their employer brand because the new generation's belief on career is drastically different than the previous generations. And a stronger employer brand can redefine how people perceive a career in education. So it's something that they can grow into, make a lifelong impact, and then turn into a fulfilling career. You've really, really hit the nail in terms of talking about the connection between your institutional brand and your employer brand. And you're also correct in that I don't think people often realize that your families are seeing that too. They're paying attention to what you're saying about your institution and how you treat your teachers and how you support them and any offerings that you have, not just around compensation, but around helping them to improve their craft. And so there, there is a dual audience, I think, for that. The primary audience, of course, being the teachers that you want to recruit. But secondarily, your families are paying attention to that too and the way that you are or aren't positioning yourself, right? Absolutely, they are. So do you have, I always like to give people a few examples that they can take a look at. And I know that we're going to have a link that we can share as a resource in the show notes. But are there some districts that you've worked with that Team Taylor that you've just observed in your role that you think are handling employer branding really well? Oh, absolutely. I I have three examples prepared for you. Love it. (laughs) So two of them are located in California. So we have Twin Rivers. And then we also have Folsom Cordova and then Amphitheater Public Schools, which is located in Arizona. So they've effectively showcased their inclusive and supportive work environments. So they're really attracting like the right candidates and the qualified Mm. candidates as well through just these minor tweaks over time and listening to feedback and slowly improving. So it's not something they just overnight made a complete change, but it's a continuing work in progress. Are there, this this was not in my advanced question list, so bear <laughs> with me, but as schools are thinking about how to position themselves in front of prospective teachers and support staff. You know, we had some issues last year with bus driver shortages. And, you know, there's this long tail of other roles in schools that can also be hard to fill. What are some components of a well-articulated employer brand? 
So I think one of the components would be, like you mentioned, not only compensation, but how they can improve at that school over time. So maybe they're hiring for one position, but what are the steps and what courses are they making available to that position or other positions around it? Another one would be really seeking out current feedback from employees. So yeah, so I would say aside from what you mentioned, if you're not able to attract staff with the the salary, there are other ways that you can really stack up your employer brand. So I would definitely take a look at those three, but of course, getting feedback from current employees and their experience, making that available on the career site. Feedback from students is also really nice. If you ever do activities with the teachers or other support staff making like photos of that available, making sure you're showcasing the inclusivity of this school as, in regards to staff. So there's so much more beyond like the pay or the positions available that can be a part of the employer brand. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's just about giving people an idea of what it's actually like to be part of your community. So I, I love the idea of introducing testimonials. I think in a lot of ways, This is another area where there are some parallels between family recruitment and teacher recruitment, where those testimonials and reviews and the benefits that are available that can be real differentiators and help you stand out, but also your mission and philosophy as a school or district, I think can be really helpful. And just making sure that to your point, you're not just recruiting, but you're recruiting the right people. Right. You want to make sure that you're bringing people into your community that are going to deliver on that mission every day. So there's some really good tips there. And I know that you recently, it was actually, I think, not long before we connected, you wrote an article about community-based recruiting. So I would love for you to share more about that and how that can serve as an expression of a district's employer brand. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up. So community-based recruiting can be an effective way for districts to expand and express their employer brand, which I definitely dive way deeper into it in the blog post, which I think we'll probably link. Yes, yes. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So by actively engaging with the local community, districts can demonstrate their commitment to the community involvement and strengthen their strengthen their employer brand. So by demonstrating the values, building relationships within the community, attracting like-minded candidates, you can showcase employee pride and engagement and, and amplify your brand. So like I mentioned, I go deeper into it, but community-based recruiting has shown higher retention rates amongst schools. So schools are seeking out these candidates that are already invested in the community and likely don't for- foresee moving outside of the community. That's important as well, because we we do see a lot of movement and, and relocations and things like that. So it's helpful to have folks that you know are going to stay put. That continuity is really important for families. So if you are working at a district and you're thinking, goodness, I would love to make some tweaks going into the next school year or even this summer, if you've got some positions you're still trying to fill for the fall, what are some tips for districts that might want to get started with defining their employer brand? 
So for start, remember that you can chip away at this. You don't have to do it overnight. But the first thing would definitely be sure that you are defining your value proposition. So what do you bring to the table as an employer, like we've mentioned before in this conversation outside of the salary? What are the additional things that you're doing? Again, the testimonials from current employees. Um, same thing if you're going to a restaurant, I'm the first person to go to like Yelp and I'm figuring <laughs> out like exactly what current customers are thinking about it. So what are like the employees saying about it? You also want to create an engaging career site. So even with the community-based recruiting, you still want to have a place to send potential candidates and you want that to be as engaging as your conversation with them or as the current staff's conversation with them. Leverage social media. So most applicant tracking softwares like ours integrates with different platforms. Now it's not like a one size fits all, not because one school uses Instagram and that works for them. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. But within your system, you should be able to track which platform is performing well, which one is driving the most candidates that are qualified candidates for you. So really leveraging that. Again, showcasing professional development opportunities, which kind of goes along with the value proposition. And you just want to make sure that you're fostering a positive work environment. So if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk as well. Absolutely. Engage in the community. And finally, again, like I mentioned at the beginning, I'm, I'm a big proponent of feedback. So making little changes over time can can really make the difference. Well, we're big fans of reviews here at Niche, as you know. <laughs> so as you are soliciting that feedback from your current teachers, don't be afraid to check multiple boxes with that, right? So those reviews and testimonials can be used in so many different places. You know, you can use them on your career site, you can use them in social, you can use them in other places on your website. So don't be afraid to put in a little bit of legwork at the beginning so that you can repurpose that content elsewhere. I think that's a really solid takeaway. So one last question that wasn't on my pre-question list, but are there some lessons that some schools have learned in going through this process where things maybe didn't go so well or they found that there was a disconnect between because you made the very good point of having to walk the walk, right? So anything that you're putting out there from a branding standpoint at the institutional level, whether you're trying to recruit families or you're trying to recruit teachers, it has to be real. It has to be authentic. So Maybe we'll position this as what are some pitfalls to avoid as you're putting your employer brand forward? I think this is the same in and outside of the education sector, even like corporate America. I think things really have to start from top down. And when you hear that, it's not you have to tell people below you how to act. It's you really have to embody the environment that you're wanting your staff to live in. And you're going to have to embody the attitude that you want them to have. And if you're exciting, excited about having people join the team, if you're excited about promoting your school, about promoting working at your school, that's going to trickle down. So again, it's definitely going to be like baby steps. That's one of those things that you can't fake it. It has to develop over time. So if that's something that your school doesn't currently have, I mean, to be honest, it might be time to just take a look inward and see how you can improve, how you can be the person of change at your school. One thing, too, that I have asked people to do to go back to your point about a lot of schools using outdated technology with 
their recruitment tools is, and I, and I've done this more on the parent experience side, but I think it's also a useful exercise for a teacher and support staff recruitment standpoint. But to take some time over the summer to put yourself in the shoes of a prospective employee. So take a look at your career site from the shoes of someone who is looking for a job and think about to help you kind of identify what some of those gaps might be. Where are your job posts showing up? What is it like to actually apply? Is it a clunky process? Is the process different from how you might be showing up in other places? That could maybe give you an idea of some quick wins, so to speak, that you might be able to take advantage of this summer just to make things a little bit smoother if adopting a full-on ATS platform is something that's a longer-term goal for you. Absolutely. My favorite thing is where's the apply button? That is the simplest (laughs) one. (laughs) If that one's hard to find, nothing else matters. You know, start with the where's the apply option. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And take it from there. So where can people connect with you if they want to learn more about Team Taylor or more about the work that you're doing and some additional best practices around employer branding? So you can, of course, find me on LinkedIn, or you can reach out to me directly on email. So it's Janelle.Gates at TeamTaylor.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Janelle. I really appreciate the time and keep fighting the good fight with helping these schools and, and districts to put their best feet forward for prospective employees. Well, thank you for letting me talk. I enjoyed our conversation.